now listening to Kendra After Dark. Welcome back to Kendra After Dark. Just want to thank you so much for tuning in this week with us. Today, I have my guest host, Jasmine, who is the founder and creator of the Pink Kush Network. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. This was a pretty spontaneous thing, but yes, uh, we made it work. I know. I was pretty excited because when yes. you hit me up and you were like, I'm going to be in Tucson tomorrow. I was you like, were literally like, when are you coming? And then I was like, hey, I'm on my way. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Worked well, out well, let me so, figure it thanks out. Thanks for making time for this. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you. Thank you for absolutely, coming. Absolutely. I am definitely excited to talk about everything. Everything. That, I know. Everything. I had fun just like catching up and chatting when we got here. We I weren't even starting. I was like, we need to be recording. This is good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely excited like i said i'd want to talk everything about the pink fish network yes i yes. did go to the dispensary today i went out to the bloom dispensary and they gave me some bud for us to try which was really awesome um candy kush on fire is what it's called but it's funny because i was telling you i was like i picked this weed because on the board it was written in pink yes. and i was like it's pink yes it's pink very nice <coughs> so i'm uh, i rolled this up and I want to see how it is. It's really crystally, which is nice. I kind of picked it based off, well, like I said, the name, but then also the smell is really good. I like the frosty. I always look for how frosty it is. Yeah, I think that's really like, that's important. more important to me than like people are like, you know, the orange and the hairs, and I'm like, no. I yeah, like see, the, the have orange. you tried Grow Sciences? Because shit, that is the frostiest weed I've ever seen, and it comes in glass jars, so you see, Ooh. you see all the frost. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, so this does have a lot of orange hair, but I'm the same with you. Orange hair is not a huge. I know. I'm deal. like, that's not my cellar it's a and the smell is a big part i don't like you know what i'm talking about when i say spicy weed there's weed that has a spicy feel when you smoke it and i don't like it i think it's a lot of sativas it's so funny because uh for me i don't we even tried one for me and i call it warmy i guess that's the earthy <laughs> flavor that people okay. talk about is this a terpene i'm still learning about this stuff this yeah, is so, new to me but i know no, terpenes like, is like the flavor and the smell of your weed yeah so it must be because the thing is is we had one that we tried and we smelt it and i was like wow this smells like worms and she goes what do you mean i was like you know like, <laughs> it smells like, like <laughs> no i know exactly what like you mean fresh i've dirt. described um weed is exactly that earthy and like kind yeah of dirt. this yeah. does not smell like that at all oh, i haven't smelled it i'm all so it's more Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Remember right earlier, I was like, it smells like candy, and you were like, it's Which candy Which is good. <laughs> but, so this, I don't mm. think it'll have that warming And taste you have, like, anything. a sweet blunt wrap, right? Yes. Uh, Swisher. We're smoking Swishers, and it's the sweet cream one, which I like a lot right now. I also really it. like the Cocoa Blue Swisher. Those are kind of my go-tos right now. Do you like a lot of, like, um, the fruity weeds? Like, or, I always steer away from those. If it's, like, blueberry or any, like, sweet. I don't like those. I, yeah, I, I do. prefer the actual weed tasting one that like that hemp earthy taste. You know, over I'll the, be honest. The my, fake like berries. My first thing I go for is definitely a name. If I like the name of the weed, okay, I I'm that way, and I always feel super shitty about it because people say Northern Lights, and I'm like yes, but if it has like a you know berry in it or something i'm like no good i don't like strawberry cough because it has strawberry in it. really yeah so i like strawberry cough i thought it tastes it's pretty good sativa right i think so okay i have a i think it harder is harder time I get a lot sativas and I, I recently um tried one called headspace that gave me a lot of anxiety oh, yeah, and i was that. like okay you know what 
Yeah, and everybody reacts differently, I've noticed, too. I talked to somebody just recently, too, that was like, I used to smoke a lot, and then one time I smoked, and I had a really bad anxiety attack, and she goes, so now I don't anymore. And I was like, wow. I know a lot of people who will not, um... Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good. Who will not smoke sativas because of their anxieties, so I try to do it if it's, like, you know, not that's, super strong. That's one. good to know, but yeah, one of the reasons I smoke is anxiety, but I guess because I am always up and, like, working, and I have the kids You need stuff. that energy, right? I've noticed <laughs> not trying that, to be locked. for me, it's um it's, it's perfect when i have computer work it's the computer work that like i just get so sucked in for like two hours i don't even like pay attention to what i'm doing so well i mean you know what i mean i'm so into it i love it i work so hard and it just flows kind of like emails become easier and um helps my anxiety of having to do phone calls too yeah <laughs> for sure that's a big part of it yeah see i've never so i used to work in call centers and stuff so phone calls things like that but so with the candy kush i looked it up and it's a hybrid it's an indica dominant it's a cross between og kush and train wreck <laughs> and i guess i was reading them and like depending on how much of train wreck it has it makes it like more of a candy Oh, okay. You know, so they come out with the different names based on that. So I will see. It says that it can last, the effects can last up to like two and a half hours. That's a heavy one. Oh, that's a big deal for people who have, like us who have high tolerance. Like yeah. you want the weed that's not gonna, because there's a flower that, you know, those joints you smoke and 10 minutes later you're like, okay, well, was that worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're all just, do I have another one? Yep. Right? So, I mean, I'm definitely interested. It tastes really good. Smoking good. And it broke down very good. So, I like one so much better than joints because of how they smoke. Every joint I ever... I don't know if I just suck, but man, they always run. They and they always feel, yeah, run. Resin. And then I waste. Like, I waste my weed and they well, burn too fast. do you know how to stop the run? I, I try, but like, I'm not good at it. <laughs> Everyone's like, here, just try this. I'm like... Okay, sure. You're all someday I'll get it yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> but so tell me what well first of all, how old are you? I am twenty four. I will be twenty five next month actually. Oh nice. May eighteenth, gonna party with the four twenty bus. Have you heard of them? Four twenty ultimate toys. They're amazing. They were actually part of um, Pinkish Network. That's they came awesome. to our last event. So you're having a nice little soiree for Yeah, your it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Quarter century, that's definitely awesome. I can't think about it too much because, like, well, this is the first birthday that I've actually, like, truly felt like I could celebrate. I, um, every birthday, I always put, would put myself down so much. I was so pessimistic. Like, haven't accomplished this, haven't accomplished this. All of my friends graduated college a few years ago, mm-hmm. and um, that was really hard for me because I was like, that's where I'm supposed to be doing. It's always comparing myself to people. This is the first birthday since 17 that I am proud of what I'm doing, that I'm happy with, what, like, where I am, um, so and that good. I feel like I have something to celebrate. And I think a lot of that was just coming to terms with, you know, how I view things and my mental health and knowing that that had such an impact on my pessimistic view yeah i i struggle with that i was brought up to see a lot of the negatives and i didn't even realize it until i was an adult and then looking back and being like dang that's why like your parents were very negative perspective okay yeah and i don't think it was on purpose i think it's also just kind of how they were life man life makes people pessimistic and yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and even now i'm always like nah that's not gonna happen and then shit like this happens where you hit me up and I'm like, cool, we have this interview. Let's make this happen, you know? So I've been trying a lot. That's something I've been working on the last year where I'm like, okay, let's be positive. You know, at least that gets you there a little more. What, how did you come up with the idea 
for the Pink Kush Network. Um, I Okay, so I've been working in the industry for about a year and a half now, and it started as just volunteering and freelancing. And I had the opportunity to work with a couple of different networks and to see, you know, uh, well, I've always been an event planner. That's the thing. Like, we're talking since I was a kid. My birthday parties were like, I had a notebook of lists, seriously, since the age of eight. I loved planning parties, making my guest lists and my menus. Like, I have always been an event planner, right? Uh-huh. So when I joined the cannabis industry and I started seeing... I wanted to be a a wedding planner before this, but there's not a lot of money to be made in it. So when I saw cannabis and events had a future, I was like, this is what I want to do. This is my two favorite passions combined. Like it just, I swear to God, it just sparked. Yeah. Um, And so from there, I, you know, was able to go see what does this industry need and um, sort of fill in those blanks and create my own network. And the biggest thing that I knew was needed was a safe space for women mm-hmm. um, to connect and consume. That is exactly what Pink Kush is about. Um, while we do have our smaller educational events, our quarterly big events, it's about um, getting with, together with your girls and just being able, being a safe place to get high. We have tons of dab bars and everything, so we really um, treat our girls to a lot of medicine. Um, and then we want them to feel comfortable that no one's going to judge them if they want to go take a few more dabs or if they want to get really baked with their girls. It's just such a safe environment and yeah. we're really proud to uphold that yeah i think that's pretty awesome too because that is something i've had a lot of people even just launching the podcast that have written me and been like i love that isn't that so validating yeah and it's so great because they're like you know hearing your story like makes me feel better because you know i smoke and it's something that i don't talk about or right. you know it's something i'm kind of worried about and i don't think i think how much it's changed especially with it becoming legal in more areas it, the perspectives from people have changed. Like, oh my gosh, I know. Perspectives I really, are changing fast. I have a really serious job, and you wouldn't believe how many times I get emails every day about marijuana in the working mm-hmm. industry and, you know, different laws and what we need to do exactly for it and stuff. And it's, it's like so important that we understand, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, of not knowing all of the laws to keep myself safe and not fully understanding everything, but... Um, and compliance is key. We really need to educate ourselves and be aware. And that's something that I'm learning too, like exactly what you can or cannot mm-hmm. do. Um, a big thing for me, like I have kids, so I always tell people like if you have kids, like having your card is really, it's really crucial. It's important, you know, at least because especially if you're medicating, you need to have a card to kind of cover yourself in case somebody comes up and mm-hmm. is like, hey, you have kids, why are you, why are you medicating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and no, it's, it's pretty... Because, you know, you can't say it's irresponsible to not have your card and have kids because it's so expensive in Arizona. You really can't blame someone for not being able to fork out $400 or know, whatever every year. Position. I think it's down to 250 now, but I remember it's getting mine bad. two years ago and I spent 375 and it hurt. And so. yeah, it helps a little bit if you have any kind of um, state aid you get. Yes, and that's state, huge. Which but, is cool. you know, not everyone hard. has access to that. And um, Yeah, well, and then even that, I always see that little petition come around that's like, let's lower the thing. And I'm like, yeah, let's lower yeah, it. Yeah, but they always throw hidden little things in there. And it's like, they're, sometimes that's the discouraging part. You know, you're kind of like, is there any winning? Like, ugh, it's right. really frustrating. What can I, what can I trust? Yeah, what not? can I, mm-hmm, I agree. It's hard. So when did you, how old were you when you first started smoking? So I think the first time I smoked, I was like 18, kind of like peer pressured into it, took one hit off a pipe, didn't inhale and felt nothing, right? Okay. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So much guilt. Did not touch it again until I was like almost 21. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> I tried it. Were you with friends or? No, I, um, I was really looking for an out. I was looking for something. 
Um, and this is before I really understood my mental health and had really dealt with it. And so I, you know, I was like, okay, all my friends are getting high. Like, I'm going to try it. And I very quickly was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, every night I was, <laughs> your tolerance is so low. Every night I was so stoned. And when you first start smoking, it's so fun. Two hits and I was like, ah, damn. <laughs> and I was talking about, I used to go through the little, like, okay, now I'm stoned, now I'm hungry, now I'm really stoned. And then yes. I used to want to take a shower because I thought showers felt amazing. They do. Okay, that's like, you're the first other person who has said that. I always say that. Showers feel so good yeah, on your high. I would go in like but, 30 minutes of my high yeah. just be in the shower. At this point, I don't even get munchies anymore. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, the effects wear off. And, um, it's a different, it's a different high. Yeah. Especially this when you're just getting This tolerance break is, is, this is like the highest I've been in a long time because it was the longest tolerance break I've taken since I've started smoking. I know, so you get to... Open up some yeah. candy cushion, like, screw it. <laughs> Those dabs and some some flour, yeah. So what so when you were coming up with the Pink Cush Network, how did you start? What what exactly did you do to like get I guess up? okay, the first two steps were to create a team and to connect with vendors in the community. Because without vendors this is not possible. And seriously, this is because of our vendors that we get to do this. They um they're willing to, you know, be sponsors of these events. They're willing to donate to our swag bags and our VIP bags. Um, yeah, so we reached out to them and started confirming that. And then I created a team of girls. Yeah. And um, it, it took off pretty fast from there. So yeah, that makes me feel good because I feel like that's kind of the same thing that I've done with the podcast because I got a group of people to help me. We have to help each other get somewhere. And you seriously, you can. I, I believe that it's so hard to do this alone in this industry. Um, we have to help each other. And I've said it a million times, there's room for everyone at the top. Um, and so we got to help each other get there. And I've learned it's easier to have other perspectives, other opinions, uh-huh. other input. And if you, I learned, it was this past year that I learned that if I could not take the criticism and grow, I was not going to go anywhere. Right. There, you cannot be a leader um, of other people if you're going to, if you can't take criticism, if you can't change, like, you cannot do it. I feel the same, and, like, I'm so, I feel so lucky already just in starting this, like, with the amount of people that are willing to, like, yeah, let's help, you know, let's, yeah. because my thing is, like, people are the so same supportive. I, I don't want the stigma of smoking weed to be something that that's all that people are focused on. Like, right. Oh, you smoke weed and then your conversation changes entirely. It should yeah. be like, well, yeah, that's, you know. Medicinally and here's why. <laughs> right. And it's crazy because, I mean, I drink wine too, but you hear about people drinking wine and stuff and it's not a big deal. It's not. And it's, it's not. like, well, I smoked a joint before I got ready for bed today. And people are like, wait. Yeah. Someone <laughs> made the comparison of like, um, if you, they dropped their kids off at someone's house and the parent was having a glass of wine, it would be no big deal. But if they were smoking smoking a blunt you'd like freak out and be like oh my god my children are here and you're doing drugs and like it's a whole different thing you know yeah it's so weird the, it's just the, the lack of education so what was your you your first event was this year so our first event was january 30th it was our launch this was a ladies only event um and it was an unexpected venue or unexpected art gallery it was in downtown phoenix oh nice it was really really cool we had a, an amazing turnout we had over 30 vendors there it was awesome it was, was it hard to get it arranged or to get the it it was spot? it was not no um i was really fortunate to have an online source to um of a group of community people who were able to reference a bunch of um cannabis friendly venues that we were able to use and that's that's the hardest part is finding venues and right. as we look to expand we're looking for venues that it proves to 
continue to be the hardest part. That's something that I would, I've been interested in. What exactly, do they have to have a certain license or what exactly? No, they have to just be, well, maybe, I guess I don't want to speak too confidently. The best source you can go to is Mita to do legal cannabis events and make sure you're compliant in every way. Yeah. Um, and they kind of make sure, because I know that it has to be like so far away from like, let's say Yeah, so it just has like to that, be right? private property. So yeah, it has to be away from schools, but it has to be private property. I know that was the biggest factor is that our venue owner owns that property. She's purchased it and she's given us permission to consume and then we're really strict about making sure that only medical patients get in we have like a wristband and a um you do your photo id and your medical card and we take a picture and everything so we're really careful about um the venue helps us but we're very very careful about making sure that everything stays Stays compliant in our events there um you know we get asked frequently and we are not an underground event whatsoever there is no um sale of cannabis yes there is no (laughs) selling of cannabis and um at our event well that's i like the idea of being able to have like a safe space too especially i mean i don't know i feel it's so different now being 31 than when i started smoking because i was 20 so it's been 10 years and it was very different like even kind of coming to where i wanted to tell my parents or you know what i mean where now i kind of feel like you can go get your card and be like, well, I'm a medical patient and there's like, absolutely a store and buy weeds. So you see like, like literally on my way to Tucson, there's a billboard for a dispensary with a giant nug on it. Like just picture of weed, you know, like you can have that shit now. It's crazy. Well, yeah. And now when I went to the dispensary um, this morning, I mentioned that I was doing the interview with yeah. you and they're like, yeah, we've heard of them. And you know what I mean? Shut so. up. <laughs> okay. That continues to be like the most surreal thing yes. people are like I'll, I'll walk into a dispensary and someone's wearing my shirt and i'm just like hi i'm jasmine they're like okay <laughs> but i'm just like i'm so excited to see it like, That's our, our that t-shirt one. is being worn in a lot of dispensaries right now and to have these big brands and big names supporting us i mean they I'm believe they t-shirt. believe in it thank you yes <laughs> um yeah we do have t-shirts available for sale right now there's a link um in our instagram at pinkush network there for twenty dollars right now. Yeah, and I'll link you. I already put you. Oh my gosh, I'll give you a code for a discount. Okay. I got you. So what made you decide on the color pink? Um, I like. I really wanted to embrace the girliness. I feel like there's kind of a stigma against it as women. Women are taking over this industry, right? Mm-hmm. But we're all like, okay, we have to. We have to fit a. No, I think that we should be able to embrace that that femininity. Be really girly. Be girly if we want to. And I know it's not for everyone, but for those who want to indulge in it, like it's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. I told you my draw. I was like, oh, it's pink, and that's my yeah. Favorite <laughs> and you're immediately like, okay. <laughs> so I guess you said that you reached out and kind of put yourself out there but what how did you present yourself when getting together your first event and trying to get vendors or um well I communicated that we were looking to create a community for women and that we were really looking to spoil them and make it a night of like pampering and just kind of indulging you know that's nice. And they were, everyone was more than willing to cooperate. You know, we had so much um, donated. We had like three dab bars come out to our first event. We had like seven at our last event. Like people in this community, they want to donate. They want to help. They want to contribute. You just have to, seriously, the worst that they can say is no. Like you should never, ever hesitate to reach out. Yeah. Vendors are so willing to help the community. They, uh, the vendors in Phoenix, at least, I see them accept every single event, you know, even yeah. if they're not making money off of it. Like they're willing to do it. So. It's pretty cool, though, because you always get at least one person who's going to find your brand and completely like it. Who's going to be like, I'm, And so when you see a bunch of brands that are like, wow, we really like this and want to keep coming back, like, it's really, really, um, 
it's rewarding. It's it like really humbling is. for sure. Yeah, it is. Especially looking at everything. And then it's also validating because you have those times where you're not getting feedback and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this right? Is everyone thinking I'm like a complete whack job? And then all of a sudden you do an event and you get the feedback and you're like, okay, no, people people are about this. People understand what we're doing. They support it um, on the right track. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. So like years and years ago, obviously before I had a card and around the same time that I first started smoking, there was MySpace, and there was definitely Dang. there was definitely a group of girls, and they were called the Five Two O Girls. And, Five Two O. You know, that's girls. our area code for Tucson. Oh my god! And what it was was a bunch of stoners. It was just a I bunch of girls it. that were like smoking and pictures with their bongs and stuff. And I was like, I guess that's kind of like the first official group of girls that I saw that was like out there but at the same time it was just like the original cannabis influencers kind of (laughs) yeah because that's just now becoming an official thing being cannabis influencer like making a living off of smoking weed on your Instagram like it's an actual job now it's pretty crazy and it's kind of cool though because you can find a lot of different a different um types of people that are interested in what you're doing if you're a woman you got a lot of girls that are like absolutely yeah (laughs) we're able to appeal to to different communities based on what we're what we're promoting yeah that's really cool have you ever had like a negative effect with anything yeah we the the thing we get the most negative feedback about is not allowing men uh (laughs) we do have some people that approach it as you know you're discriminating against men but honestly uh if you look at it it's a few nights out of the year that we are asking to just be with us girls a ladies night yeah it's really not i don't think it's asking too much you know um and honestly I think that the main reason that people are upset they can't attend is because of what Pink Kush is and the amount of vendors that show up. It's a cool event. People want to participate. Right. And so um, when they feel excluded, they get angry. And we, we, I understand it. I do. I totally get that. Like, you want to be part of it too. But um, on that note, we are doing our first co-ed event. We don't have a date confirmed, but uh, <laughs> our, next, our, neg- sure. our next big Pink Kush event, it is co-ed. Nice. That's exciting. When you first had your dream about the Pink Tush Network, did you let your parents know? Oh my gosh. I would not be here without them. They are the most supportive people in the entire world. Seriously, my parents are rock stars. Yeah. Um, and their decision to support me, I literally dropped out of college to do this. Like, oh, wow. that takes a serious, that takes some serious faith in your kid to think, okay, yeah, she's going to drop out of school and instead she's going to pursue a job in the cannabis industry. Like, that's, that's not something Did they know that, that you smoked before that? Yes, they did. My mom had, um, I live with my mom and so this is not the kind of thing that you can hide when you smoke as much as I do now luckily it's when I did start smoking she didn't know what weed smelled like and so for the first like two weeks I was smoking in the house and she was walking around like there is a freaking skunk in this neighborhood like I don't understand (laughs) she's getting so frustrated and then she googled it and she came at me she was like are you smoking weed (laughs) so then I just started like you know smoking out on the patio every night but um why didn't your mom know what weed smelled like well here's the thing is that she she smoked it in high school but she says that what weed was in well that must have been like what late 80s i guess i don't know what it was and what it is now is nothing. she said nothing absolutely nothing alike so even though she had smoked on multiple occasions she had never smelled weed like that Oh, that's so funny. Occasionally, I'll smoke, I'll smoke something and she'll go, that's what it smelled like in high school. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's funny because I was at a family gathering thing the other day and there were a bunch of uh, magazines out. It was at a hotel and the magazines that were out were like, you know, for weed. And 420 just passed when it was going on yeah. too. So he was like, 
if weed would have been like if there would have been weed like this when I was younger, none of us would be here now. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's it's what I, new. Smoking like this is new. And that's what I hear a lot of older people say is that like this, the weed that we have now is so much better. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with shatter and wax, like they didn't have that back then. It was it's, like, yeah, we got some hash. Like <laughs> I know it's crazy how um, the amounts and potencies that we can consume at the temperatures and at the rates we can consume them like it's whack and it, it there's some dangers to it we're we're not necessarily um sure how this plays out we don't know what what happens when you smoke when you take like te- hot temperature dabs every night for 30 years because right, there's because not really anyone new. who's been doing that yet um but there's there could be some negative effects to it you know we need Smoking to has a negative effect anyway obviously exactly right? anything into your lungs is gonna be people not. in this industry do not like to acknowledge the negatives or the cons of cannabis but if we don't we are putting ourselves at risk it's yeah. really irresponsible to say that there's no such thing as too much cannabis yeah and there's definitely if you can have too much water you can have too much melatonin you can have too much cannabis you know right. i think with anything mm-hmm. yeah so I, it's just like anything in life you have to kind of have absolutely a, a set idea what do you think about when or i guess in the industry what is the biggest obstacle you've come across it's got to be the legality issues. I mean, there's so much that, you know, we wish we could do that, that we can't, you know, imagine, you know, imagine being able to just like, um, have cannabis, like being sold at events, you know, that is the future, but we right sure now, are now. far from it. So <laughs> everything has to be contributed and donated and it's patient to patient in order for it to be legal and only distributed by DAs. Right. Um, so we have to be really, really careful. Um, and I would say that that is a little bit of an obstacle for us and, and reaching our potential, you know? Right. It's definitely changing a lot. It is. I mean, just, it's evolving, is what I mean. But then also, we look at getting recreationally legalized, and that's not necessarily the answer. I was just in Vegas, and I went to the Cannabis Wedding Expo and the Cannabis Awards, and there was no consumption allowed at either cannabis events. And I was like, I'm not even in a med state anymore. This is Breck Legal, and I can't smoke cannabis? Like... And then rec legal, you know, your prices go way up. It's, right. it's not. It's not necessarily the immediate Why answer they to events. Allow it at those events? Um, they had cops on site. Like literally, when I got there, they were showing them around. So the government, um, they actually, I know for the cannabis wedding expo, they had specifically gone to the city to get permission to display cannabis, and they were turned down. So they were only just allowed to display hemp. Mm-hmm. When I got to the cannabis awards, they had about eight cops walk in, and they were showing them everything. See, there's no cannabis here. See, we don't have anything happening here. So wow. the city is like intense about it. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize there was such a, a so like block there because I thought um, it was kind of more open. So I almost feel like there's more obstacles in recreationally legal states. But then again, no, because LA um, and California, you can throw events a lot easier. Colorado, you can, but there's definitely places where you're going to have those obstacles. And so <laughs> that's just really hard to do it here. No, that's okay. I think it's I think it's pretty awesome what you're doing. And like I said, I I kind of I googled. <laughs> the event i looked at the instagram and you know was like this seems like a really cool little group of women and it is we have about 150 women at each event so it's big enough that you're connecting with new people but it's also not really really overwhelming and and you know right stressful yeah and it's like a a mutual tough smoking absolutely absolutely (laughs) you know has this had any like negative effect on any of your relationships whether friendships personal i think professionally yeah there are always going to be i learned this i was listening to podcasts the other day that really emphasized this you have to do you because there are always going to be people who are unhappy with what you do there are always going to be people who are not happy with your success i would have you know as i was telling you earlier i would have never imagined that when i walked into this industry because i was so happy go lucky 
lucky and had faith in everybody. Um, but I don't know. My motto is that when they go low, we go high. Yeah, and, well, uh, and I think it's good. It's always great to present yourself amazing no matter what. And you learn from people. Absolutely. And if they're not someone you want to partner with, you can exactly. just it. You don't have to. And you can still support them without right. partnering with them, you exactly. know. Exactly. But, um, you don't have to put them down yeah. in order to, you know, get Absolutely. what you want. Absolutely. I think, that's a, I think that's a big thing. And I think that's what's cool because a lot of times, especially with women, women don't really support each other very well, I feel. Personally. It's harder. Women struggle more. And that is <laughs> that was the biggest lesson I learned when starting to lead this team of women. It is. It's hard. And it is. And I just think it's because, unfortunately, we're brought up in a mindset that you want to be better than the next. And I don't know where the hell that comes from, honestly. We're also but- just emotional. And we're all like when it comes to putting a team together, everyone's so, you know, you, t- you bring out a bunch of boss babes. And so everyone's really, really passionate in their idea. And exactly. we're all strong headed. And we all we all feel that same passion, you know. <laughs> Right? And it takes a moment. It comes out of a good place, but it can create conflict. Yeah, you have to step back and be like, okay, am I going to take this Mm -hmm. criticism? Am I going to use it? Is this not going to be something that is done again? Like, you know. What about edibles? Edibles. Okay. (laughs) So we were talking about this earlier because you pulled out your your Newtons. But, uh... I'm so excited to try all of those. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been a consumer for two years, um, with an extremely high tolerance. Um, and back in January, I was really, really struggling to get high. I just wanted to get stoned and I was like, um, so I discovered distillate. I had never heard of it before and I went to the dispensary and, um, my bud tender is all telling me about it. He's like, it's already activated. You can just put it straight in your, in your tea or whatever. So like I had eaten really high dosage edibles before and it's not like the, the trip that's bad. Like I'm okay if I'm, you know, high, like stoned out of my mind. That's totally okay. But, um, (laughs) it was 500 milligrams of distillate. I put it in a capsule and I took it and boy it worked I was so stoned oh my gosh my eyes were bloodshot I walked out and my mom was like what the hell I was like uh I was just crying and she was like no you you're stoned I was like finally um it was so nice it was awesome the next morning at about noon no like I guess 10 um it got really bad by noon but at 10 I got really sick to my stomach I had stomach pains that were so bad that I was like okay this is this is serious I've, I've never been to the hospital before this yeah um and I called my mom and I was like I've got to go to the emergency room something's wrong so I went and oh my gosh if you do not like make them think you are dying they do not hurry to get you nope. back no, no, I no. was in the hospital bathroom for about two hours just puking my guts up I did not know what was happening I thought that I needed to get my gallbladder removed or that I had appendicitis or that something had to be removed because I was in so much pain um and after two hours they finally got me back they gave me morphine they gave me fentanyl and absolutely nothing was working um and (laughs) the first doctor was just like i don't know what to tell you this is really weird okay so i got a cat scan i got an ultrasound i mean the works and i'm in agony this whole time at puking my guts out which is super embarrassing because like there's nothing in your stomach so it's nasty okay like it's just not this it's it's unpleasant scene this is seriously one of the it is the most pain i've ever experienced truly nothing they had given me was working i bet you i was on hour like nine of this now um we've done all the tests and everything and a new doctor comes in and says do you smoke marijuana and i was like yes i smoke a lot of it but that has nothing to do with this it's my gall i gotta get my gallbladder out and he's like okay so this is probably something called cyclic vomiting i was like yeah okay what 
whatever. And of course, my parents are all like, I knew it. I knew it. Cannabis is bad. <laughs> and um, I'm like, bullshit. But then he starts talking about it. And I was like, this is this is OK. All right. So this might be a thing. So it's officially called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And it's very controversial right now. If you go on Snopes, um, you know, Snopes tells you if something is true or false, it's marked as true. It's marked as cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome being completely a real thing. If you go read the comments, it is a bunch of us, you know, from the community saying, no, this is bullshit. This is big pharma. You know, they just don't want it to get legalized. And don't get me wrong. I see where you're coming from. Because if you've been smoking for 20 years and you've never had this, then you're like, bullshit. What is this? But it's absolutely a real thing. So what confirmed us was that they gave me something called Haldol, which is a really strong antipsychotic. Yeah. And within <laughs> two minutes, the pain stopped. After literally hours of agony, the pain stopped. And my third doctor comes to me and says, because this drug is what stopped your pain, we can confirm that this is CHS. And so I'm like, oh my God, what does this mean? I'm never going to smoke again. And she's like, girl, I'm not going to tell you to stop smoking. I'm like, like, you're not? She's all, whatever you did though, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I believe that I am really, really fucking fortunate because edibles are the only kind that affects me. I could smoke a gram of wax a day and be completely fine, um, smoke as much flour as I want. But when I was in Colorado in March, it had been two months since my attack and I was on my way to the Cannabis Wedding Expo I was telling you about I was originally supposed to go there and um, I didn't make it so instead of the edible being used for my display I decided to eat it okay two months after my attack so this my first attack was 500 milligrams mm -hmm. this was 50 I ate it I got super high slept really good got on the road next morning to head home because I got snowed out of the expo it was a big bummer um, hit New Mexico and started puking Oh. And I was like, this is not happening. I am the Farmington, New Mexico. Do you know where that is? The population has got to be like 200 people. Literally, I could not believe it. So I am get to this $50 motel. I'm in the bathroom puking my guts up for, oh. I, I mean, like at least two more hours. I go to the ER. And sure enough, I'm like, hey, I'm having this episode and I need Haldol. And sure enough, they gave me Haldol that was gone within minutes. I was like, I can't believe this happened again. But once again, I was able to smoke. No problem. Yeah. I did have a third episode where I accidentally ingested something. It was about uh, two weeks ago and I did have to go to the ER. Um, so did you not know? You I were... did not know. It was, a, it was a mocktail that had THC in it. So um, crazy that so... you brought that up because we put distillate in our barbecue sauce last night. Oh my um, gosh, how was that? It, it was really good. Hell yeah. I, said, I slept really, really well. And then I woke up this morning and went to the dispensary and stuff. I felt okay. So it seemed, it was good. I'm good, fine. okay, cool. So I was like, and it's the first time I've ever tried it. Like and that. I can dab distillate. That's I just can't ingest it. I cannot so ingest crazy. any form of THC. So well, that's good this has been a crazy learning experience. I've tried sharing my story as much as I can, especially with my bud tenders, who honestly they often don't believe me. I've had quite a few of them say, no, it's probably food poisoning or it was probably just like a bad edible. Uh, and that's pretty invalidating because as a woman, like you get your illnesses kind of invalidated anyways. Right. And so when you're sitting here like with this cry for help, like I am in pain or I was in pain and I can help other people avoid this pain. You want to be heard. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew that speaking out about this and sharing my CHS story, like, it's gonna come with hate. It's gonna come with shit, right? But also, but that can make people that I, didn't know what was going I on. I have a responsibility to share this. Like, it is literally selfish for me not to tell people that this happened yeah, and to there, share the story and to educate. someone who hears it and mm -hmm. is like, oh my god, that's what happens to So, me to be clear, some people do have this from shatter. Like, just wax will give that to them, but they can smoke flour and have edibles. Um, there's a really, really famous case, a guy in New York who spent a hundred 
$1,000 on exploratory surgery because he did not know what was wrong with him and the doctors did not know about this yet. And it was it was crazy. Um, and if I can be the voice that keeps someone from having to go through something like that, then, oh, my God, I am here to help, you know? Like, yeah. no matter what the feedback is. That's really, yeah, that's, I'm good. I'm glad that we talked about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because I've also, I've had people that say, oh, I can't do edibles. They make me feel different. You know, and that's definitely, that could be why. And I'm, doesn't every single person that you know has taken an edible and had a bad trip? Like, everybody has had at least one bad trip, right? Or My mom won't smoke weed because she had a bad trip. Some like, people are she won't nothing. They don't have, like, the same. Yes, especially reaction. people without gallbladders. They cannot get high uh, yeah, off of edibles. Weird. That's so crazy. Isn't it? I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> so do you have anything coming up that you guys are putting together? Um, the biggest thing we have coming up is that we are launching Pink Kush in Tucson and in Flagstaff. Which is exciting. It is super exciting <laughs> since you're here in Tucson. So yes. um, we plan on coming to Tucson this summer as we have an indoor venue. So we're looking for June. And then we will be launching in Flagstaff uh, after school up there uh, is back in session in September. That's this so exciting. This is so exciting. This is, this is crazy. Um, and again, this is was literally an idea in November. And here we are. Like, I could have never imagined that people would be this supportive of it. So it's so yeah. cool that we're able to launch in these cities. No, I think it's awesome. And like my <clears> big thing, my biggest draw is especially like just talking to you how much you want to be part of that empowering other women because I think it's our so events I mean the way that people feel when they leave them I'm just like it, ma- it makes me feel that way too they leave empowered and so then I feel empowered for having empowered them and that is literally what we need to be about as women yeah. in this industry you know um, but I love that another big thing is that um, our brand is very Instagram centered that's really where we our community is built and yeah. so a a comment that we get very often when people come to our events is, you know, I got to meet all these Instagram friends. I got to finally meet all these people and connect in person. And um, that's really special that we get to do that. It's and awesome. So, you know, Instagram is cool because you're looking at pictures. But what's scary, <laughs> and we, we have to remember that nothing is forever. And Instagram is not forever, you know. We have to be prepared to, as our businesses grow, you know, Instagram your is the thing right now. But you need to be ready to take your brand to whatever platform is next. And I feel like I tell people that a lot because yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in just this dream of what Instagram Instagram is right now and just be prepared that you know you've yeah. got to have your brand steady enough to go with whatever you have to have a good backing you have to have absolutely a lot of that are interested in what you're doing absolutely um and that's what's crazy is that um we've grown a community of we're almost at 3,000 now in just a few months just people who love what we're doing and want to come to our events it's yeah, that's so great. cool I know I was instantly like super excited like that's something I can back that's something absolutely you know I definitely we like. really um are so proud of that the standards that we uphold and what we stand for and that that's what makes women connect with us and want to reach out to us you know yeah that's really cool I think this candy kush was really good it was I enjoyed it it is a super I can tell it's a super indica but not, <laughs> you feeling not it? enough for me to like have to go pass out or have to take a like nap that. yeah I feel good the I last dab like, I took was hot <laughs> I do feel a, a heavy body high yeah I do too my eyes are insanely heavy right now that's which is that's not common for me <laughs> yeah that means it was really good. <laughs> but I picked it up at the bloom dispensary uh, here in Tucson. We have Bloom and Phoenix too. They were actually at our first event. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So they, you know, really good. Um, flower looked really nice. Good crystals. Orange hair. The eighth of this is only 25 bucks typically. So that's not, that's not that's bad. That's not bad. You know. I am. Um, 
personally buy my flour in chunks now because I used to always buy like an eighth every couple of days. Now I always buy half ounces. Nice. Um, we have a dispensary in Phoenix. Metro Mints, have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Oh, they have awesome deals on their ounces. I would recommend it because their ounce deal is better than their first time patient deal. That's how cheap they are. And oh, it's yeah. good quality flour. Like, it's really good. So nice. if you come to Phoenix, we need a dispensary hop together. It'll yeah, be fun. I'm, uh, I need to save up my limit so I can go and get a bunch of different places. Yes. I do want to do that. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. I, so this glad. was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. I know. I was so glad when you reached out to me because I was like, oh, this is <laughs> When this are is you cool. coming? Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. It works out well. All right. Let me see what I can do. I know. And you got us some flour. We got some dabs. We even had some CBD. It was good. Yes, definitely. It was good. So where can our listeners find you? All right. So um, our biggest platform is Instagram. I encourage you to follow us at Pink Kush Network. We also do have a website that is updated. Um, we keep pretty updated. It's uh, pinkkushnetwork.com. Um, we will have our next announce or our next um, announcement up soon. We're going to be announcing the confirmed dates for Tucson probably within, I bet, in the next two weeks. That's exciting. Well, by That's the time exciting. this is out, yeah. I'm That's there. exciting. Okay. So. Awesome. And how about you personally? What's your Instagram? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at the Canna Planner. Um, yes. Come on, because I always put a little blurb of you on my, Thank my website. You. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely follow me at the Canna Planner. I'm not the most active on my feed, but you can watch me daily on my stories and keep up with the adventures of running Pink Kush and right. being in the cannabis industry and All being a daily consumer. Yeah, I try to share it as much as I can. And I also share a lot of my mental health on there. I'm very transparent about that. So, that's good. Would love to connect with people about that, too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. You have a great rest of your week. Thanks again so much for tuning in to another episode of Kendra After Dark. Also, make sure that you're checking out Red Dragons Radio. Red Dragons Radio is a one-stop shop for some of the best podcasts on the internet, covering entertainment, TV, music, movies, wrestling, MMA, sports, and more. Red Dragons Radio is your one-stop shop for the podcasts you want to hear. 